Hello and welcome to Ministry Movement Moments. In all you're getting, get understanding with ministry coach and empowerment speaker, Dr. Tracy Lewis. Dr. Lewis is an author, minister, coach, and human development entrepreneur. She is also the chief apostle and founder of Growing Discoveries Outreach Ministries Incorporated USA. Dr. Lewis has traveled to many countries bringing the gospel and establishing over 20 churches in other nations. Her scope of work over the past 35 years through missions, messages, and podcasts has circled the globe. Dr. Tracy's authenticity and simple approach to the message of the gospel makes her voice relevant to all generations. She believes that finding one's purpose and destiny is necessary and desires to help equip you to grow in knowledge and the gifts that God has given you as an individual, regardless of age, ethnicity, descent, or class to fulfill your destiny. Get ready to be challenged to make life-altering truths that will cause you to become the best you you can be. Hello, my friends. God bless you. Thank you for joining us on Ministry Movement Moments, where we are extracting the principles of leadership from the book of Nehemiah. I hope you've been getting something out of this series and pray that you will like and share this broadcast with others so that we can enable and empower others to do the work of the kingdom because we can do more together than we could ever do alone. Today, I want to look at a principle in leadership of the character of a leader. We'll probably discuss this in further chapters of Nehemiah, but I want to extract some things out of Nehemiah chapter 3 verse 1 and Nehemiah chapter 5 that show us some of the characteristics that Nehemiah displayed as a leader. And not only Nehemiah, but the other priests and leaders among the ranks of the people. So when Nehemiah told them what the Lord had told him to do, they all decided from every tribe that they would start rebuilding. And we see in chapter 3, verse 1, that Eliashab, the high priest, and his fellow priests went to work and rebuilt the sheep gate. Eliashab, the high priest, and his fellow priests, and went to work to rebuild the sheep gate. I want to discuss with you today that a good leader is a leader who is not afraid to get his hands dirty. A good leader leads in service first. When the work is displayed, there's nothing more disgusting to me than to see a leader tell everyone else what to do and not lift a finger. God did not call us as leaders to be ranked above those we serve. He called us to show them how to do the work and to work among the people with all of our heart, all our mind, and all of our strength. He told us here in Nehemiah 3.1 that the priests and the high priests did their part. What are you to do if you're a business owner, if you are working in the marketplace or you're working in the ministry of the gospel, no matter where you are as God's leader, wherever he has positioned you and set you to be, your first priority is to serve and to set an example by going first, not waiting for others to jump in and covering and coming behind the things that they didn't complete. No, doing the first works showing the people that you are not too large or too great to do the same thing you're asking them to do. Great leaders will do the same work as those that serve them, showing them that they are equal and that their purpose and their value is just as important as the leader. When we fail to serve the people and we fail to display a character of servanthood, 
and a character of humility where we will do the work alongside them and we will set the example by going first and we will make the first sacrifices and we will do the hardest part first. That is what a leader with character does. A leader with character will do the work that is harder, that takes longer, that is more to sacrifice, and they will go first. And then we see in Nehemiah chapter 5 some other characteristics of a good leader. Nehemiah began in chapter 5 by being informed of some injustices that were taking place. A good leader is a defender of injustice. A good leader makes sure with all that is within them to make sure that everyone is treated fairly. Let me read this part to you in Nehemiah chapter 5, beginning with verse 1. It says, Now the men and their wives raised a great outcry against the Jewish brothers. So they're talking about people like them, their brothers. Some were saying, We and our sons and our daughters are numerous. In order for us to eat and stay alive, we've got to get grain. Others were saying, We are mortgaging our fields, our vineyards, and our homes to get grain through the famine. Still others were saying, We've had to borrow money to pay our taxes on the fields and the vineyards. And although we are of the same flesh and blood as our countrymen, though our sons are as good as theirs, yet we have been subjecting our sons and our daughters to slavery. These people got used to poverty, and they got used to being enslaved, and they allowed their children to be enslaved, and then they realized what they have done. Some of our daughters have already been enslaved, but we are powerless. They felt like they were powerless against their own brotherhood because their fields and their vineyards belonged to other people because they had to have to hold the note for them in order for them to live and to eat. And Nehemiah said, when I heard their outcry and these charges, I was very angry. You see, a good leader will become angry at injustice. He said he pondered them in his mind and then he stood up and accused the nobles and the officials. I told them, you are exacting usury from your own countrymen. So I called together a large meeting to deal with them and said, as far as possible, we have brought our Jewish brothers who were sold to the Gentiles. We brought them back. Now you are selling your brothers only for them to be sold back to us? They kept quiet because they could find nothing to say. So a good leader will bring reproof and a good leader will tell the truth and it will silence those whose hearts are evil. So then he went on to say, what you are doing is not right. Shouldn't you walk in the fear of our Lord to avoid the reproach of our Gentile enemies? In other words, he's saying, you're walking a thin line here as leaders and you're going to bring a curse upon us and even attack from our enemies because you're not walking in truth. And Nehemiah, a strong leader, stood up against injustice. Verse 10, he said, I am my brothers and my men are also lending the people money and grain. But let the exacting of usury stop. Give back to them immediately their fields, vineyards, olive groves, and houses. And also the usury you are charging them, the hundredth part of the money, grain, new wine, and oil, so they were adding all this other stuff of restitution on these people. The people said, we will give it back and we will not demand anything from them anymore. We will do what you say. 
So as a leader, we have a duty to stand up against injustice. We need to be able to call out those things that are being done that are wrong. We need to not be afraid to stand and to hold people to do what is right. And when Nehemiah did that as a leader, the people began to do what was right. So then I summoned the priests. So then he brought it to a spiritual level. So once you've got a commitment that they're going to do the right thing, then we also have to remind them of the fear of the Lord and bring them as good leaders, summoning the priests and the officials to take an oath to do what they had promised. So here he's making the people take an oath to do what they said they would do. In other words, they're, they're making a promise. They're making a covenant. They're making a vow that what I have said in my heart, I will do. I will do it. There's an old saying that a man is no better than his word. In America today, I don't know about other countries, but we find that many men, many women are no longer a people of their word. That's why we have to always write contracts and, and hold people to their promises. Well, we see that's human nature. Even here, Nehemiah, those people that were acting wrong and rashly, those who were behaving inappropriately, when they said they were going to turn around, the leader was not blindsided to know that they may not keep their word. Why? Because if they would sell their own brothers into slavery only to be bought back, if they would take large amounts of money and keep their other brothers in poverty instead of sharing their wealth and sharing their blessing, how could Nehemiah trust their word? So it is not wrong for you to get things in writing, man of God, woman of God, leader of a company. Many companies have gone belly up because they had oral contracts instead of written ones. It is not wrong for you to take an oath. And then it says in verse 13, he also shook out the folds of his robe and said, In this way, may God shake out of his house and possessions every man who does not keep this promise. And we see here that he stood up in his righteous indignation and as a leader, and he prophesied that they did not keep the promise that God would deal with them harshly. So may such a man be shaken out and emptied. And at this, the whole assembly said, Amen, and praise the Lord. And the people did as they promised. So sometimes as a leader, we've got to stand up against injustice. We've got to feed the poor. Bible says when you lend to the poor, you lend to the Lord. Hallelujah. And so when we give out those things that are necessary to others, we also have to recognize when we find injustice among us, when we find our own brothers, our own sisters doing things that are wrong and, and inappropriate and unholy and unrighteous, that we would stand up for righteousness sake, that we would lift the banner, that we would decree and that we would bring others in leadership around that individual and we will call them out on what they are doing and stand up against injustice and we will bring reproof to those who are bringing reproach and we will demand that they do right by their brothers this is what we as the people of god have no longer been coming to the aid of other believers i recently had a situation with a brother in the faith that I had rented a specific space to, and he began to do things that were unbelievable, ungodly. And I called for some of the leaders of different churches, and I called for different people to come around me. But you know, they said, I'll pray for you. And they didn't come to my aid. 
But in the old days, the men and the women of God, the elders of the body of Christ would join together. Those who were more mature in the faith will come around a situation like that and help their brother or their sister through such a difficulty. It is an imperative that we as kingdom leaders begin to band together against those injustices, work together to bring about change, to bring about growth, to bring about reproof when there are things that are being done amongst the people. We must stand on the Lord's side and we must declare what will happen prophetically if they do not do those things. And then it says after that, that because of him standing up for injustices, Nehemiah was appointed as the governor of the land of Judah for 12 years. The next part of that chapter in chapter five, beginning verse 14, nor did my brothers or I eat the food allotted to the governor. In other words, we didn't tax the people with more pressure and more. I've seen this happen over and over where pastors and leaders begin to take from the poor, begin to proselyte and and make pressure people to give something to them when they have plenty and they have the things that they need. And still because of some tradition or some ritual, they put a burden upon the people. But a man of integrity, a woman of integrity, a leader who is godly will never put a burden upon the people and will walk in integrity. And then we also see that it says there, but the earlier governors, those preceding me, placed a heavy burden on the people and took 40 shekels of silver from them in addition to food and wine. Their assistance also lorded over the people. But out of the reverence for God, I did not act like that. Instead, I devoted myself to the work of this wall. And all the men that were assembled there for the work, we did not acquire any land. So what he's saying is, I didn't get anything out of this. I did what God told me to do. People have criticized and ridiculed me because why don't I take more money for what I do? Why don't I monetize the poor and monetize those who are broken and monetize those who are bruised. Now, some of those people, because they've never been responsible, often think that they're being abused, but honestly, they're being made to be responsible and we are not putting a heavy burden on them. And he's saying here, even though those who practiced before me as governors did these things, I myself remained in integrity. I remained true unto the things that I was called to do. I did the work. I didn't come here to get anything in return. And because of that, he was blessed. And furthermore, 150 Jews and officials ate at his table, as well as those who came from surrounding nations. Good leaders feed others before themselves. Good leaders welcome all others to the table and honor ministers. There's nothing that grieves me more than when you go into a setting where some leaders who are maybe more successful or maybe more flamboyant or more charismatic get all the attention and and all the pizzazz and they're seated and escorted to a special place. But those little guys who are serving in hard places, those little guys who are barely surviving but doing the will of the Lord aren't even acknowledged, aren't even recognized, or because they do a different kind of ministry than than you do, that they don't know how to acknowledge you as a minister of the gospel. They don't know how to treat you fairly. 
This needs to stop within the body of Christ. We need to embrace one another and embrace one another's gifts. We need to welcome all men at the table, all women at the table who are being used of God, who are leaders in the land. Show reverence to God by feeding other leaders and honoring other leaders. And then he said that each day an ox and six choice sheep and some poultry were prepared for me. And every 10 days, an abundant supply of wine of all kinds. In spite of this, I never demanded the food allotted to the governor because the demands were heavy on these people. And he said this before the Lord, remember me with favor, O my God, for all I have done for these people. I want you to know that God will honor you when you do right by his people. And God sees when you are humble and you have a servant's heart. Never think that your sacrifice is in vain. God sees it all, my friend. Do be a good leader of integrity and a man of your word. Do stand up against injustice and speak the truth and cause those who are misbehaving to even be held accountable for their actions in days to come. And lastly, defend injustice and be the first to lead. I pray that this leadership principle message has been helpful to you today, and I pray that it will change your life in some kind of way. God bless you until we meet again. We here at ministrymovementmoments.org and growingdiscoveriesoutreach.com want to thank you for engaging in this broadcast. Dr. Lewis is always honored and grateful that you would take time out of your life to grow and receive each thought-provoking message she brings. Please reach out to us by visiting our websites, ministrymovementmoments.org or www.growingdiscoveriesoutreach.com. While you're there, take time to look at all the additional tools available to become whole and healthy and fulfill your own personal destiny. We also invite you to sign up there on our mailing list to receive further announcements of events and be notified when Dr. Lewis will be coming to your area. Once again, thank you for spending your time with us today. And as we always say, in all you're getting, get understanding. If this session was helpful to you, please like, share, and invite others opportunity to receive the same strength and support in their journey as you have today. If you would like to support mission partners and projects around the world, please visit our site and make your donation today. We can do more together than we can ever do alone. May God be glorified in all we do. Amen.